up sketches light up light up my fan shiny bar with sketches on all over your heart like my god light up light up sketches light up light up my fan i like your sketches you like me my gucci shoes i'll buy you the person Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the MCNO podcast. Uh, we're bringing you another interesting episode today. But the sad thing is today I'm by myself and mommy is a bit indisposed so she can't join us today. But either ways, I'm still going to bring you an interesting conversation. Uh, first off, I want to say a big thank you to all of you that listen and share on social media because your your support is is pushing us and is getting us like a wider market and a larger market you might not see it but it's actually happening and and my guest today is is a proof of of that fact she she's she's not Ghanaian first off and and she has like a lot of experience in in many areas she's ready to share with us she's she's also going to take us through her podcast journey and also how she started hosting her own podcast uh, I'm, do, I'm doing too much talking now. Let me just give her the floor so she introduces herself. Then we know our guest today. Then we get the conversation going. What is up, everybody? My name is Lima Cha. I am a first-generation Guinean-American. I currently reside in New York, uh, New Jersey, New York City. I think it's in between because it's like 15 minutes away from New York City. Um, I have my own podcast as well. Um, also, I have my own YouTube channel, and currently I am pursuing my dream of becoming a model. Um, I'm also a mom. I have a almost three-year-old daughter who I'm also prepping to get into the game of becoming an influencer, a kid's influencer at her age, so that's more so what I'm into. Well, that's that's amazing of you. That's, that's quite interesting. But when you say you are a first-generation Guinean-American, what, what do you mean by that? Um, I'm a first generation Guinean American because my parents, my mother and my father, uh, came here before I was born. So, um, in my whole entire family, both sides, um, besides me and my sister and a few other of my cousins were the only few who are born here and who have actually been back to our country and who actually speak our native languages. Um, so that's how I'm a first generation, um, Guinean. I have been to Guinea, oh, the past 26 years. I don't know how many times. And I've also had the privilege to travel across, um, Africa and across Europe to just, uh, experience and explore other countries to just teach me exactly where I'm really from. Um, and I love the culture being a first generation. And, um, over the years we faced a few, um, culture shocks in both, Africa and in America and um we're just trying to understand that now like people who of my generation and of my time are just trying to understand how we can come together and how we can you know break the cycle and unlearn to relearn new matters and and I can I can comment that step where you guys want to like actually unlearn and relearn like the correct stuff in relation to your culture but you mentioned that you loved traveling yeah. So yeah, talk to me about that. Uh, what, what do you what do you exactly love about traveling? Oh my gosh, I love traveling. <laughs> it's the only thing that uh, gives me a different drive and a different perspective um, on life. Once I get on that plane and I don't know where I'm going, or I'm going there for the first time, and I have to meet the people who are there, um, it just gives you a different perspective um, on life, and it also 
helps you appreciate what you have and what you don't have. And it also helps you understand where you want to go. For me, from what I've seen, um, the first time I was on a plane was probably when I was four years old. So it's something that um, I have to do. Like COVID-19 has driven me crazy because I have been in the U.S. in September and that's going to be a year and that's going to probably be the longest I've ever been without traveling. So I love traveling to answer your question. Yeah, I love it. That's amazing. And aside traveling, what what other things do you do? Um, besides from modeling and becoming an influencer, I do a lot of other stuff. Um, I'm into so many different things, but I try not to um, mix all of them up because I love doing everything. I love painting. Um, I love shopping. Um, I love hair care. I love skin care. Um, I love sporting events. Like that's that's my favorite thing. I'm looking forward to going to a soccer game. Hopefully when outside opens up, that's probably one of the things I haven't done. Um, I enjoy music. I love music. I actually want to get into creating beats. <laughs> I want to see, <laughs> excuse me. I want to see if I, like I'm able to, to explore that side of, of life, you know, like it's a different feeling when you can create music. I love music and I love Ghanaian music. Um, I can't speak tree, my bad, but um, I like Sarkodia. Um, Sarkodia, that's my, that's my homie. Um, I love Ghanaian music. I love African, I love Afrobeats music, period. So I'm tr- trying to get into the music um, world. I love meeting new people. I think that's the thing with me. Um, I speak about six different languages speak and understand six different dialects so like i enjoy talking to people wow, so you i speak enjoy six hearing different people's languages stories. well that's amazing um, yeah mm-hmm. i speak fulani english susu french madingo and bambara and a little bit of spanish just a little bit of spanish mm-hmm. um and crazy thing <laughs> the way that i learned all of these languages is Actually, being in Africa and being around uh, cousins or being around maids that don't speak what you speak, <laughs> uh, you're going to have to communicate. So you're going to have to learn what they speak because they can't learn English. I saw that as something great and flipped it into, you know, communicating with them and learning with them. I can also cook. I'm a great cook. <laughs> I'm a great cook. Great. Cook, okay. And I cook African food and I cook American food. Um, um, another thing I enjoy is just. Uh, hanging out with my daughter, you know, I like hanging. I love hanging out with her. Yeah, the list goes on, man. <laughs> I can dance. I'm a great dancer. I love dancing. That's that's quite that's quite a tall list of things you do. Interesting, I mean, and it's quite interesting to see that you can actually cook African meals, like based off of the fact that you were born in the states. But then again, that's that's interesting. Uh, okay, so now take us through your 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 podcast journey, right? How how did you get into podcasting? How did you start podcasting? And yeah, all of that. Tell us about it. Oh, this is such a weird question because I don't even know. So initially, I started my YouTube channel two years ago, um, and when I started it, I wanted to share my travel experiences. I wanted to share my traumas. I wanted to share my you know, my, my life and what I endured growing up. And I think people have this misconception of me when they see me, they think I'm one thing, but I'm completely not that. Um, but on YouTube, I realized that people weren't really, there wasn't a, um, personal 
level of affection. It wasn't like anything personal. And if it wasn't, I felt like it wasn't the platform for me to like sit and actually talk about my traumas and what I have been through. So I flipped it. I was like, okay, well, um, I have so many people calling me for advice. You know, there's so many people that I want to reach out and talk to. There's so many people coming up in the world. Um, I'm watching, you know, The Breakfast Club. Um, Mike Tyson's podcast is like my favorite podcast. Um, I've been watching Joe Rogan, you know, like my partner that I was with watched all of these amazing shows. And I'm like, bruh, why can't African people have this for them to come on and promote themselves and promote their brand, you know? So I decided I wanted to do podcasting, you know, (laughs) and I did my research. It's one of the hardest things that I've ever wanted to do. It's pretty complicated and people don't understand how complicated it is. It takes so much time. It takes so much brain power. Um, but I love it. Like it's, it's, it's look at this, like you and I are talking, you're in Ghana and I'm in America. Like, this is amazing. This is dope. And I couldn't have done this with a YouTube channel. There's, there would have no, no way in hell I could have done this with a YouTube channel. So that's how I got into podcasting. And then eventually, um, In order for you to be a podcaster, also, you have to let go of ego. You have to let go of personal problems. You have to let go of personal issues because it's not about you. It's about your content. And that takes growth. And I was in a space where um, I, I felt like I was ready to come out and support my people and ride for my people. I've been doing that all these years. Why not now? For them to create this platform where everyone can share their ideas where we can talk about matters that, you know, we push aside. No, we're in a different era now. And I think everyone should be able to share information. And what are the way to share it than listening? Not everyone in my country has access to education. Not everyone is educated. So this is the perfect place for them to be on Facebook, be on Instagram, and actually click my link in my bio to actually listen to what me and all these amazing people are talking about and what we want to do for our country. I'm sorry, that was a long ass answer. That's that's a very interesting perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't I don't think it was it was a long ass answer because it made sense to me and and it was it sort of put everything you did into perspective. So so that made sense. But but when you were talking, you said one reason why you started podcasting was to be able to share your your trauma or your experiences with people and um and i want to ask uh would you mind sharing like one of that experience with us we want we'd we'd like to know what what one of those experiences was well there are many traumatic experiences but um the one in particular that i wanted to share that focused on my community um was you know pressured marriage i wouldn't say forced i would just say uh pressured marriage the conversation of pressured marriage in my community, um, especially for Guinean young girls. Um, I think, you know, it's high school, college, and then it's marriage. Before all of that, it's always been marriage. So I found myself at 18, at 16, being scouted to be someone's wife. And it, it just went downhill from there, like the traumas and the experiences and everything that I endured. Um, I ended up you know, accepting to get married at 18 and moved to Switzerland and had to live with my husband. Um, and it was pretty awful. Um, we, we didn't have the same culture. We didn't have the same upbringing. We didn't have the same understanding on life. We didn't have 
<laughs> we didn't have nothing in common. So uh, I was in this other country. I missed my friends. I missed my family. It was just him and I. And, you know, you feel the pressure of pleasing your family, but then, you know, you have the pressure of, you know, your life and what's inside of you and who you truly are. So I ended up leaving um, on my second trip back to Switzerland. Uh, I was there for about 48 hours. Um, we didn't get along and I decided to leave. And um, I went through a experience of just trauma. Um, at the time, I think he thought that the best way to keep me was to confine me in the space. And <laughs> for the first time, I caught myself saying, I'm going to jump off of a balcony. Like I'm going to kill myself if this guy doesn't let me leave. And eventually he opens the door and I leave and I find myself in this country where I know no one. And I get to the airport and I miss my flight and I don't have any money and I don't have anywhere to stay. And I'm stuck in Switzerland. <laughs> like it's crazy at 19. So um, I ended up you know, at the airport, like just standing there crying. And this guy who works for a hotel, he's like, Hey, you know, what's going on? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, so what's going on? I'm like, listen, I don't have a place to stay. I don't have any money. I miss my flight. Like I'm just having a really hard time. And he says to me, okay, well come with me. I work at a hotel. I'll book you a hotel. And when I get off work, I'll get you some food and we can go by the lake and have some wine. And we did. And the next day I got on my flight and came back to America, but I wasn't myself after that. And that's not the first incident where I wasn't myself. And, you know, over time you try to overcome that. But moral of the story is, is I just wanted girls to understand that no matter how bad your parents want you to get married, don't be like me. <laughs> don't do it because then, you know, you, you have to remember that you're fighting a battle with just your parents. When you accept that, um, when you accept that marriage proposal and you get married to that person, it's not with your parents anymore. It's you, that person, that person's parents, your parents, and you. Um, and they're not going to help you. It's going to be you on your own. You're going to go through that misery and you're going to feel that. And this person is going to treat you however they feel fit in that moment because they're upset. So, which will cause trauma, which will cause, you know, you having to heal through that process of life. So that was one of the things that I wanted to share so badly because I saw it happening in my community so much. And because of that, I have a hard time with relationships. Um, I've noticed that being in a relationship, uh, especially with African men, like it tends to just be a one-way street. <laughs> well, from wh whom I've encountered, I haven't encountered someone who, you know, has wanted to motivate and like support and accept and, uh, you know, be understanding of my era and who I am. So that's one of the traumas I wanted to share. Um, and also just understanding that being a single mother is not the end of the world. Like, it's actually the start of your world. It's the best thing that, you know, you can ever accomplish. You got to remember, it's better to remove that person from your child's life than have that person there creating uh, so many different scenarios and different stories in your child's head. So um, that's another thing. So it was more so to like bring awareness to women um, and to bring awareness to African women and to bring awareness to African men as well, to, to see their role in our lives, to see how they treat us and how that affects us. And it's to break that cy cycle. That's, that's a very interesting angle you've chosen. And also, I want to know the name of your podcast. How did you come about the name and like, what's the meaning behind the whole name? The name of my podcast is called 
is called alasara. Um, and for those of you that don't know what that means, it means so many different things. So in Fulani, it means the gap between your teeth. And if you don't know me, uh, follow me on Instagram at Lima Chum um, underscore. And I have a gap in between my teeth, a huge one. <laughs> so I've been mocked. I was mocked my whole life because of that um, here in America. But then in Africa, it was like, oh, you're the blessing. You know, you're the most beautiful woman. You know, you have a gap in between your teeth. You're the you're the woman of luck. And then um, in Bambara, it means the path. It means the path. And then in Madinko, it means thank Allah. So it means three different meanings and they're all positive. It does have a negative meaning to it too, um, but I don't pay attention to the negative meaning. <laughs> it's just that it's crazy how one word can have so many different meanings in three different or more languages. And it was something that was a part of me and I decided to name it that. And the catchphrase that I caught, the reason why it caught my attention was because since I have a gap and since I have a gap in my culture, <laughs> the gap of Africa, and America, uh, why not bridge it? So I decided to call it Bridge the Gap, which meant that everyone that would be coming on the show would be people who are from other countries. It can be, uh, I know someone who's from, I think the Netherlands. So like he's from the Netherlands and he's uh, Guinean or Ghanaian. Like it was just anyone who was mixed with something else who could come on and like talk about their experiences and what they had to endure. So that's how I came up with the name. Well, I have to commend you for trying to bridge bridge the gap between both cultures, and and it's a good thing you're doing. But now, tell us, what are your favorite moments traveling and podcasting? Oh man, <laughs> my favorite moment traveling is every single travel. Like every single trip is just amazing, and I think the best part for me is like going to the gym. I love going to the gym when I travel. Like the first thing I want to do when I get there is like wake up in the morning, get up, put my clothes on, put my headphones on, get on a machine and fucking run the world. Like that's my favorite part about traveling. Um, the second thing that... And, and you love the beach too. <laughs> he said, and the beach. <laughs> I do love the beach. <laughs> I do love the beach. <laughs> Alan, you got jokes. I do love the beach. I love the beach, but I try to stay away from the beach um, because I can't really post too many of the pictures that I take at the beach. So I tend to stay away. Um, but I love the beach. I love the beach. I love the gym. Um, I love taking my daughter to the pool. Um, I love hanging out with her. I love having our dates because we get to talk. Um, my favorite thing about podcasting is just just being able to like talk to people who are like me, you know, I feel like my whole life I've been, I've been in America, but my soul has been in Africa. Um, and like a lot of Americans don't understand so many, so many things that I go through or so many things that I feel and having a podcast and having people who are like me, my people, it's been amazing to talk about, you know, some of the things that I go through and some of the things that they go through and they understand and some of the culture shocks that, you know, we understand when we go there or when we're here. So that's the great thing about podcasting. I guess just being reassured that you're not crazy when you're experiencing these experiences. <laughs> Right, right. I, I totally, I totally understand you. But now you've told us like your highs. What tell us your, the downsides and the lows of of running a podcast, like from from your terrain? Because 
it could be a bit different from my Ghanaian setting. So what are like the downs what is the downside of running a podcast on that you that you have encountered? The downs about the podcasting journey, oh my gosh. The first down is what we experience today. Technical difficulties. Uh-huh, that's true. That's <laughs> There's so many technical difficulties. <laughs> too many. Especially now with uh, virtual podcasting. You have so many, so many issues. Um, and I the second thing that I have a hard time with is actually getting on the schedule of my guests or my guests getting on my schedule because everyone is so busy. Um the third thing would be uh, the editing process. <laughs> I guess I'm just complaining about all the things that you do regarding podcasting. <laughs> the editing process takes forever, forever. And I think people don't understand when they say, oh my gosh, your audio sounds so clear. What? That sh- it took work, okay? It took days. It doesn't take hours. It takes days days and a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of listening and a lot of replaying and a lot of so before I I air the podcast I've probably listened to it over 150 times if not more so that's another downside but other than that I love it like I I look forward to that I love modeling I love taking pictures but like I look forward to this right here like it makes me really happy like I've had guests who I I usually like to do it in the morning um, because usually the people that I'm interviewing have things to do throughout the day. So when I interview them in the morning, they're talking about themselves. I'm not talking about them or they're not talking about me. They're talking to me about them. And since I've already done their research or some of these people I already know, um, they're splurging on themselves. They're talking about themselves. You know, they're actually checking off the list of things that they've done. And I'm sure that they don't do this all the time. They feel like I have to go get it, get it, get it. Um, but when they're on my show, they're talking about what they've gotten and they get very excited, you know, and they're like, oh, Lima, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to push through the day. I'm ready to go out today and get it, you know? And it's like, yeah, like, don't doubt yourself. Don't ever think that, you know, what you're achieving is small. It's always big. The fact that, you know, you just wake up every morning and dedicate your time and your energy to this one thing that you love. That's a lot of work. That's what got you where you are. So I love that part about podcasting. Like I love that part. And another thing that we're trying to do um, on Alasara is to create this huge event in Africa Hopefully in 2021, um, when all the airports are open, I call it Let's Flood Africa. And what that means is, is it would be a huge party in one of the most beautiful places. I don't know what country we're going to decide on, but where everyone is going to pull in with African attire, gold dripping, dripping with the sauce, you know, where it's, it's our awards, you know, it's our awards, it's our people are celebrating each other and not because of work, but just because, you know, we can come here and meet one another and like spend time and collaborate and work on amazing things. So that's one of the things that I'm working on right now. Um, I don't know where that project is going to lead with COVID-19 going on, but it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I feel like this year is the year's the time. That's an amazing thing you're trying to put together there. And, and I, I really commend you for that. Uh, I think you should continue planning and see how far it leads you. Uh, I'm looking forward to see its successful execution and you bringing more people just like yourself together to connect to their roots and understand their culture and all of that. 
But before before we come to the end of the conversation, leave like the people who also want to start podcasting or anyone listening out there, like with a few words, just so they can start their own stuff or like go down their own road, that kind of thing. I think if you want to start podcasting, do it the fuck now. <laughs> do it now. Like stop thinking about who has a podcast or who's going to think that you copied them or who's going to say that this is bad. My only advice is um, get a podcasting book. I have two huge podcasting books that um, I can put on my Instagram or that I can send to Alan that he can refer to you guys. Uh, I have, I think about three to four rules. So it's every day, practice your craft. Like every day, take the time. I don't care if it's five minutes. You can learn something in five minutes, something completely game-changing. Um, get on YouTube. Like, everything is on YouTube. They're free softwares. They're free everything. There's so many things. There's so many resources out there um, for you to start. And there's no reason why you should sit and think whether you should wait or not. There's no waiting game. Um, I started my YouTube channel in 2018. I think I shared it today. I had... I started with nothing. I started with zero <laughs> subscribers, zero video, zero nothing. And now I have this bad breath video that I didn't even think people cared about fixing bad breath that has 7K views in just a year. Um, so yeah, don't don't listen to what anyone has to say. Don't wait for anyone. Just create, 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 create. Make sure you have a really good microphone. If you don't have a good microphone, uh, make sure you're speaking directly into the laptop. Uh, make sure that, you know, you're in a quiet room. Uh, really practice and really learn. Get comfortable with talking to yourself. <laughs> get comfortable with hearing yourself. Uh, get comfortable with the way you speak. Uh, get comfortable in front of the microphone. Uh, talk to more people, you know, have more conversations and start. Start now. Whatever you, I don't care if it's, the dumbest thing, you know, someone, someone out there, somebody is feeling that no matter how dumb it is, or someone is experiencing something similar to that. So if you're all about positive vibes, and you're all about positive energy, get out there, get out there. What are you waiting for? I enjoy listening to my followers podcasts or like listening to my followers music than like listening to celebrities. That's the crazy thing. Like I enjoy listening to raw, authentic work. Like I like that. I like to see, I'm looking forward to the transition. I'm looking forward to the next five years, how different you would sound from when you started. Uh, and consistency, that's what's called consistency. Be consistent. It's hard. It's really hard, but be consistent, um, you know, because that's how you grow. That's how you learn more. That's how you uh, meet more people, being consistent. The moment I've started and stopped so many things. And <laughs> over time, I look at myself and I'm like, damn, if I had just continued, like, it would have been fine. And these are things I do on the daily basis. But sometimes it gets exhausting, the editing process, the working process, you have a baby. But don't look at that. Don't look at any of that. Just keep on going. I don't care if it's how you comb your hair every day. You're going to learn a different method to comb your hair in the next week. So share that. Share that. You know, it's the little things. So don't wait. Don't wait and find a mentor. Find someone who's been podcasting maybe for like, I don't know, six months. Uh, they're six months ahead of you. <laughs> so no matter how small, uh, talk to them. Uh, learn how to work with people. Learn how to collaborate. Get out there. Get out there. 
start your podcast today and come up with a really dope name. Dope name. <laughs> Thank you, Lima, for joining me on today's episode of the MCNL podcast. I, I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, the gems you've shared, definitely people listening are going to pick up a few things they are going to use throughout whichever journey they choose uh also thank you guys for for listening up to this point of the podcast i can't thank you enough um special thanks to sedem joe sacha um yeah Ajem, uh, lara you guys are running your own podcast you guys are doing amazing Um, everyone who keeps texting me asking for new episodes um, I'm, I'm apologizing once again for the delay but it's finally here i hope you enjoyed this and yeah thank you guys for joining us bye this has been a gold coast report production